Rejoice and be glad in it, Father. We know that it doesn't matter what goes on, Father. You are a refuge and you still are good. And you are a God that does not change. You are the same yesterday, today, and forever. Father, you said in your word, Lord, you're the, you're the Father of God Almighty. Hallelujah. You change not. No, you're the son of man that you have to repent. If you said it, shall you not do it or shall you not bring it to completion? Shall you not bring it to pass in the name of Jesus? Father, that every person that is watching today, that they trust in you with all their heart and they lean not on what is going on in their world. And because they don't lean on what is going in the world and they acknowledge you, that you will guide them in all their ways. In Jesus' precious name. Father, we give you glory, honor, and praise. In Jesus' mighty name. And everybody says, Amen. Amen. Well, this is our live broadcast. Tuning in from Fairmont, West Virginia. It's now 4.04 p.m. And you know, today is the, Lord's, the Lord laid on my heart something powerful that uh, I wanted to share with you guys. And, and let you know what the Lord has done with my life concerning this very story that he, he laid on my heart, which is from the word of God. And I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to tell you a quick story before I get into it. But it's, it's the, the title of the message is the touch of the master. You might be saying, who's the master? I have a master already. No, there's only one master. His name is Jesus Christ, the son of the living God, the hope of glory, the one God has put in our life so that we can call upon him and our lives can be transformed. So this story in the Bible comes from Mark chapter 5. And it's a story, if you ever read it or if you ever know, if you ever known of it, it's a story about the woman with the issue of blood. She was battling an issue for 12 years and nothing, it, 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 didn't, it didn't seem like anything was happening in her life because of that, of that problem with that, with that 12 years of the issue of blood. And I don't know what it is to, to have a to have an issue of blood for 12 years because I never had it. No, I no I know anyone that ever had it. But you know, if you are dealing with something like that, it can be gone as quick as this one, the woman's uh the issue was gone in her life. That it was it was like instantly like that. But I'm gonna share this story with you right off the right off the top of the broadcast. And this story. The Lord personally gave me this story. And you might be saying, how did the Lord give you this story? It's to do with a woman with the issue of blood. Well, when it comes to the, the, the word of God, it doesn't matter. This, this happened a couple of thousand years ago. This story happened. But we can use this story today because the word of God is alive. It's active. It's sharper than any double-edged sword. So let me tell you, you know, I was back in 2016. I was leaving my hometown in Hanamaui, Hawaii. And, you know, I, I began to talk to the Lord. And, you know, I said, Lord, you know, if I'm leaving this place and I'm going to where you have called me to go to, I need, I need you to show me something that is in your word of God that will keep me rooted and grounded. Something that I can relate to. Something that I can go to in the word of God that when anything's trying to distract me, something try to put me down, something try to, try to discourage me, somebody try to speak something to take me off the course that you have for me, I need something to go to immediately that, that I can relate to my life. Yeah. And this is the story that he gave me from the book of Mark chapter 5, verse 25 to 34. It's the woman with the issue of blood. 
I don't know. You can ask God, why did he give me that story personal, personally? But today, you know, I preached this, this, uh, this story many times and it transformed hundreds of people's lives. It transformed my life. It transformed many other people's lives. And you, if you listen to the true gospel ministers around the world, they, many of them, they talk about this story. They talk about the woman with the issue of blood. Because why? It's a real story. It's, it's, a, it's a story that can bring life to you. It's a story that can bring healing to you. It's a story that can bring faith to you. Anything you're desiring from God, if you look at this story, it'll, it'll bring it to you. All you have to do is open up your heart and believe the story. And you shall receive the story. And you should be able to walk exactly like how the woman with the issue of blood walked in the story. So that's the story he gave me. And, and then I began to realize my life was just like the woman with the issue of blood. She had an issue of blood for 12 years. And my life, I had an issue of crystal meth addiction for 12 years. You notice, it's, it's, it's two different stories, but it's literally the same thing. And just like the woman with the issue of blood, she went to every single physician. She went to every single doctor. She spent every single penny, that every single penny, dollar that she had, whatever amount it was, and the Bible says, the rather the problem grew worse than be getting better. And that's just like me. I went to every 12-step uh, program. I went to every alcohol class, every drug, uh, drug class, every driver's education classes, because I've been into so many car accidents that they even send me back to driver's aid again. And even that was not helping me at all. Rather, the problem grew worse. So what did I do? I had to call upon the name of Jesus. And I'm going to just, I'm just going to read the story and then I'm going to give you um, three points on how to walk exactly like the woman with the issue of blood did or walk exactly how I did or walk exactly how my wife did and to, to, to show you where we at today, to show you where we're sitting today, to show you what we stand on today, to show you where our reliance is at and it's not on the world, but it's on the word of God. It's on the king of kings. It's on the Lord of lords. It, our reliance is on God almighty. That's the same thing happening with this woman. That's the same thing happening with me. That's the same thing happening with my wife. We, we, we have to stop relying on what the world is going to say next and start relying on what the word of God says right now. What the word of God says right now. Yes. Amen? Amen. So I'm just going to read a few verses from 25 to 34 in Mark chapter 5. If you want to turn your Bibles, your Bible looks like this with pages. I know many of us like to use the phone, like to use the iPad, but one day that iPad will die. One day that cell phone will die. One day the cell phone service will be completely cut off, but my service inside of my Bible will never be cut off. Hey, cool. It's great to have you from Seattle, Washington. Mama Maria, we love you. Hallelujah. You want me to read? Yeah, go ahead. Read verse 25 to 34. A woman in the crowd had suffered for 12 years with constant bleeding. She had suffered a great deal from many doctors. And over the years, she had spent everything she had to pay them. But she had gotten no better. In fact, she had gotten worse. She had heard about Jesus, so she came up behind him through the crowd and touched his robe. For she thought to herself, if I can just touch his robe, I will be healed. Immediately, the bleeding stopped, 
and she could feel in her body that she had been healed of, the, of her terrible condition. Jesus realized at once that bleeding power, that healing power had gone out, of, out from him. So he turned around in the crowd and asked, who touched my robe? His disciples said to him, look at this crowd pressing around you. How can you ask who touched me? But he kept on looking around to see who had done it. Then the frightened woman, trembling at the realization of what had happened to her, came and fell at her knees in front of him and told him what she had done. And he said to her, daughter, your faith has made you well. Mm. Go in peace. Your suffering is over. Mm. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. So if you notice, I'm going to give you three points that happened in that story. The very three things that caused this woman to get her, uh, her receive her healing or receive her breakthrough or receive her miracle. There's many things that in our life we need to, we need, we need a miracle. We need a healing. We need financial prosperity. You know, whatever it is that you need, there's steps, there's orders, there's commands, there's instructions that you need to do. Yeah. It's just like if you, if you, if you're working, if you go to work tomorrow and you, and, you, and your boss is there with you and you say, Hey boss. I, I know I came in to work for you today, but from today on, I'm going to do whatever I want, when I want, and I'm going to say whatever I want at any given time. What, what, what do you think is going to happen with your boss? Your boss will say, man, I'm sorry, but this is the last day you're going to work here. It's over for you unless you want to you wanna submit to the instructions that I have. See, that's the same thing with the word of God. There's an instruction. The Lord told me something in my spirit about every single scripture in the Bible. There's an instruction there's a command and then the blessing or a promise follows. But many times we as believers, we don't receive the blessing. You don't receive the promise because you don't want to follow the command and the instruction. I tell, I'm telling you right now, there's a command and an instruction that this woman with the issue of blood had to follow in order to get her breakthrough, in order to get her promise, in order to get her miracle. It's the same thing that I had to do. There was a command and an instruction. An instruction was given to me. By the great man of God in Hanamaui, Hawaii. And he said, come to this revival service tonight and it'll change your life. Mm -hmm. And what was happening when I wasn't going to that revival service? My life was not being changed. My life was getting worse. Just like the woman with the issue of blood. Mm -hmm. She went to the doctor. Her life was getting worse. She went to spend everything that she had. Rather, the problem grew worse. Yeah. It's the same thing that was going on in me. But she had to switch her, her mentality around. She had to switch the way she was going and turn another direction and now follow the command and the instruction of God. I had to follow the instruction that the man of God was giving me. I had to listen. I had to come to that revival service. I had to listen to the word of God being preached. And then when I, when I, when I took heed to the word of God that was being preached, what happened? I received my miracle at the end. I received my healing. I received my deliverance. I received the power of the Holy Ghost. And that's what needs to happen in every one of our lives that is watching this broadcast. We need to follow the instruction and the command and, 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 uh, and the word of God, which is the command and the instruction. Just like anywhere else, anywhere else you go in the natural. Anywhere you go, you can go to a movie theater, you can go to the mall, you can go to, the, to Costco, you can go to Walmart. There's a command and instruction that they have in the store. You cannot just walk in, grab the product and walk out. No. What, what, what command and instruction do they have at Costco? You have to walk in, shop for your product. Now you have to take it to the cash register, pay for it. And what happens when you get to the door? You have to show them your receipt and then you're done. 
You don't just walk in, grab the product, and uh, okay, Costco, I'll see you later. Thank you, thank you for your product. This is mine now. I grabbed it. No, it doesn't work that way. Same like the word of God. Same like the story in Mark chapter 5. There's a command and an instruction that needs to be followed in order to receive the blessing of God. Okay. You say, okay, what are you talking about? Let me give you a, a I like to use this scripture as an example because it's it's very it's very deep in my heart. James 5:16. You want to you want to read that real quick, honey? James 5:16. Listen to this to this uh scripture very careful. There's a command and instruction. Then at the end the blessing or the promise comes in the in the same scripture. Confess your sins to each other and pray for each other so that you may be healed. There it is. The command and the instruction. Confess your faults to one another. Pray for one another that ye may be healed. Then what does it say? The earnest prayer of a righteous person has great power and produces wonderful results. There it is. The earnest for or, 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 or effectual fervent prayer of the righteous person produces great results. See, if you want the effectual fervent prayers of the righteous person to, to gain great results, you must, you must first confess your faults to one another, pray for one another that you may be healed. Then that scripture will fully work. You cannot, you cannot take just the ending part of the scripture and leave out the, the first part of the scripture. You cannot just take out you take Genesis and leave the rest of the Bible out. You say, oh, I just want to take John 3.16 and leave out the, everything before John 3.16 and everything after John 3.16. No, the Bible is written the way it's written. It's for a reason. Yeah. And that's the command and the instruction that needs to be followed. And the blessing and the promise is right there in the word of God. Amen. You just, do, you just have to do exactly what it says and don't deviate from it. Amen. Amen? Amen. So now let's go right into the points. Point number one of, 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 of the touch of the master is the first thing that this woman had to do. She already heard, right? Romans 10, 14, if you want to look that up. But I'm going to go right into point number one is she pressed. She pressed. And just to, just to get, get a little deeper in the story, if you notice... The woman was battling an issue of blood for 12 years. And at that moment, in that story, where, where there was at that moment, the woman was not supposed to show up in that area because she was considered as unclean. She was a woman that was bleeding. She couldn't show up in the area. She had to stay privately in her own area and she couldn't show up around people because she was uh, considered unclean. But you know what? It doesn't matter what people consider that you are. At, at that time, she had nowhere else to go. But she knew she had to press through that crowd and touch the hem of Jesus Christ's garment. And she will be made whole. Amen. The matter of fact, the scripture said that she said that within herself. Man, if I could just touch the hem of Jesus Christ's garment, Amen. I will be made whole. I will be healed. Yeah. I will be brand new. I will be delivered from this issue of blood that I had for 12 years. So she had to press. She had to press. No matter what people were saying, no matter how much people was around, no matter who was standing around Jesus. So you can imagine this woman pressing into the crowd. And at that time, there must have been millions of people. I don't know the exact number, but at that time, they were dealing with millions of people at a time. So imagine a crowd of people around Jesus Christ. So how do you press through a crowd where there's millions of people around. I, I, I just imagine, I go into the story and I imagine this woman because he didn't touch the 
It didn't touch the neck of his garment. The Bible says she touched the hem, which the hem was at the bottom part. It's like the it's like the down part of the bottom of your of your garment, or like a like a like a like the bottom of a dress. That's the bottom of the garment. So imagine the story. You gotta go in the story, and the story has to come alive to you. So I imagine the story as the woman going in, pressing into the crowd, and she was like almost like she was crawling on the ground, crawling because remember she couldn't be seen because if she was seen. Because she was unclean, what would have happened? She would have been stoned to death yeah. at that moment. So she was almost like hiding, but she still knew that she, so she had to touch the hem of Jesus' garment. So she's, she's now crawling on the ground, getting to Jesus. And it doesn't matter who was around. She knew the very person that was holding the power of God. And that was Jesus Christ himself. Amen. Because she didn't say, oh, if I can just touch one of the disciples' garment. Oh, I can just touch... Uh, Whoever was around at that time, Peter, James, I, I just have to touch Peter's garment. No, if I can touch the hem of the garment of Jesus Christ, I will be made whole. I will be made new. So now she's pressing. If you want to turn your Bible to um, Philippians chapter uh, uh, 3, 14. I have it ready on. I'll read it. Philippians chapter 3, 14. Talk about pressing. Right here. I press toward the mark of the price of the high calling of God in Christ Jesus. See, that's what she was doing. She was pressing the woman with the issue of blood. Apostle Paul was saying that in Philippians chapter 4. But the woman was pressing to the mark of the high calling, which is in Jesus Christ. She was pressing to nobody but Jesus Christ. Yeah. Hallelujah. 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 And I'm going to tell you how this, how, this, how this story relates to my life. Because I was pressing in more and more. If you, if you listen to my testimonies a few weeks ago, I was talking on how my, my plan was to become the biggest, craziest drug dealer, the biggest marijuana grower. So I was pressing into that. But what was the result of me pressing into that? My life was getting worse. My life was getting more corrupted. My life was going more down that wide road that leads to destruction. My, my life was going more down that road that was leading to death and not to life. Yeah. So just like, just like that woman, she, was, she had to change her ways from pressing into the doctor, from pressing into what she had in her pocket and paying for her healing. She had to change her ways and now press into the mark of the high calling, yeah. which is in Christ Jesus. Amen. 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 You got you got something that came at you from that? I did. It was I remember after. Okay. Now remember point number one, she pressed. I remember. Okay, go ahead. Okay, like he was saying, in order to the woman with the issue of blood be for her to touch the garment, she had to go lower, meaning she had to humble herself. Yeah. Regarding regardless of anything that is going on, you have to get rid of pride and you have to go low. You literally have to deny yourself. Humble yourself and go to Christ, and then He is going to do what He said He is going to do. Yeah, that's what she did. The hem of the garment of Christ is literally on the ground. She had to humble, go on yeah, the that's ground, good. regardless yeah. of any doctor she saw, yeah. regardless of her whether she was, you know, her her calling or her authority, whatever title she had. Yeah, she said, "Forget this. 
At this moment, I am desperate. Yeah. I heard about him. I'm pressing through. I have to go yeah. as low as possible. Yeah, she couldn't be seen by people. Yeah. She had to go on the ground. She had to humble yeah. herself. Like, yeah. if you think you're humble, you're not humble. Yeah. You have to humble. We all have to humble. Yeah. Humble ourselves. Go to the lowest, to the lowest of the lowest, and go to Jesus yeah. and touch his garment. Yeah. That's, that's, you see, that's, that's very powerful. That, you know, she's talking about humbleness. Because, you know, the greatest example of humility was Jesus Christ himself. Now, Jesus Christ, it says in Philippians chapter 2, I'm not going to go into it, but I'm just going to quickly tell you what it says. It talks about on how Jesus Christ was given the name that is above every name. That at the mention of his name, every knee will bow in the earth, above the earth, and under the earth, and every tongue will confess that Jesus Christ is Lord. Why? Because in, in, the, in the beginning of those verses, it says, Jesus Christ humbled himself unto death, even to the death of the cross. Therefore, God has exalted him yeah. and given him the name that is above every name. Amen. See, because the woman made a choice to humble herself, she was able to go in. And I, and I, and I believe because of her humility that the spirit of the, the, spirit of the Lord came and covered her to block her from anybody seeing her. Yeah. So her humility caused her to get to Jesus Christ's garment and touch it. That's good. And many times, none of us wants to walk in humility. None of us wants to be humble. We already know everything. Whatever you're saying, I know. I already know what's going on with everything in the world. I already know this. I know that I don't need to do this. I do whatever I want. I say whatever I want. But that's the very thing that's blocking us from our miracle. That's the very thing that's blocking us from the promises of God. Yes, the promises of God are yes and amen. But it takes us walking in a great level of humility to receive the things of God. Yeah. It says, the Bible says, humble yourself. Therefore, under the mighty hand of God and in due season, you shall be exalted. It didn't say come, come, come to the mighty hand of God and tell him what you want. And then you do whatever you want and say whatever you want. And then you'll be exalted. No, he says, humble yourself under the mighty hand of God. And in due season, you shall be exalted. Yes. It's just what Jesus did. It's just like the woman with issue of blood. It's just like what I had to do. It's just like what my wife had to do. I had to humble myself, get over my pride, and not say to myself, it's like, hey, man, I'm good. I'm, I have money. I'm dealing drugs. I'm doing drugs. I feel great. But I had to humble myself and get to that revival service so that I could be sitting where I'm sitting today. Amen. That I could be talking to you from this uh, live broadcast in Fairmont, West Virginia and reaching people all the way in Hawaii. This would not be going on. And if I did not humble myself and say, hey, Michaela, you need to shut up. Listen to that man that is inviting you to the revival and get to that revival service and watch this thing change your life. Amen. And that's exactly what happened. Because I made a choice to humble myself. I went to that revival because pride was trying to hold me back. Ah, oh, brother, you good already. Just take another hit of crystal meth and, you, and you'll be walking like a champion. You walk like Superman. No, I was walking like no man. That's what I was walking. <laughs> Wasn't Superman. The devil was making me think I was Superman because I was doing all type of stuff. I was trying to do like 15, 20 projects at the same time, but nothing was ever getting done. Nothing was happening. My life, it seems like my life was great, but my life was actually corrupted, broke, busted, and disgusted, jacked up from the floor up. Going nowhere, fast. I was going nowhere, fast. 
Very fast. But you know what that nowhere was? Was on, a, on, on our way to the pits of hell. On the way to destruction. I'm telling you right now. Many of you that are listening. You might be on the road that's leading to destruction. I'm telling you. There's a Jesus that died for you 2,000 years ago. That went upon the cross. He shed his precious blood. That now you can call upon his name and be transformed. That you can go to the kingdom of heaven. And you don't have to go to devil's hell. Because... Jesus Christ gave his life so that your life can be transformed. Amen. 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 Hallelujah. Let's go to point number two. So the point, point number one was she pressed. Philippians 3, 14. Now the second point is she touched. Yeah. She touched. Go to Matthew. Oh, you got it already. Yeah. Praise the Lord. Yeah. Matthew chapter 8, verse 3. Jesus reached out and touched him. I am willing, he said. Be healed, and instantly the leprosy disappeared. Hallelujah. You see that? Instantly. Instantly the leprosy disappeared. Let me to read it now. Yeah, can King you read James. it one more time in King James? Right here. Oh, okay. King James. And Jesus put forth his hand, his hand and touched him, saying, I will be thou clean. And immediately his leprosy was cleansed. See? The same way. The leprosy was cleansed from that man in the Bible immediately. It says, the, it tells the same thing in Mark chapter 5. But the woman had to touch. I had to go to that revival and touch the presence of God. I had to go to that revival and let the anointing of God touch my life. And that's why I'm transformed today. I'm telling you, I'm not transformed from any person. I'm not transformed by, by a doctor. I'm not transformed by the lawyer. I'm not transformed by even President Donald Trump. I'm not transformed by my mom or my dad, but I'm transformed by myself, making myself humble and going to the revival and the presence of God and the anointing of God came as the man of God was preaching and destroyed the yoke of bondage off my life. That's what had to happen with the woman with issue of blood. That's what had to happen in Matthew chapter 8 verse 3. The man with leprosy, the anointing from Jesus Christ had to come and destroy that bondage of leprosy. Yeah. The anointing of Jesus Christ had to come and destroy the bondage of the woman that had the issue of blood. Yeah. That's the only thing right now. Maybe, maybe you, have, you, you, you might be saying to yourself as you're watching that your reliance, I have my reliance on my, my 50 grand or 100 grand or whatever, 600 grand in the bank. I'm telling you, that will soon die. Yeah. But my word, says the Lord Almighty, will always remain. He said heaven and earth, heaven where everybody is dying on a daily basis to get to, and earth where we all live on right now, and people have multiple earth possessions, money, houses, cars, everything on the earth is all natural possessions. That will be gone. But he said, my word will always remain. Yeah. So I'm telling you right now, somebody can come to my front door and offer me $600 trillion. $600 trillion. And he said, all you have to do is get rid of the word of God. I say, buddy, see you later. You can, you can take that 600 trillion and put it where the sun don't shine. And that's a fact. It doesn't matter. But I'm telling you, many people will do that. Many will give up the word of God. Many will give up the things of God. 
But I'm telling you, this is a day to stand strong in the Lord and in the power of his might. You cannot deviate. Your focus has to be on the kingdom of God and you have to seek it first. He says, seek first my kingdom and the right ways of doing things and all these other things that the people in the world are working nine to five jobs, are working 12 hours a day first. I will just add it onto your life. Yeah. But that's the choice you have to make. I'm telling you. Yeah. The word has to be number one. The word has to be number one. And ultimately, when the woman went in and touched, what did she touch? The hem of his she touched the hem of his garment and she touched the hem of the word of God. Because Jesus Christ was the word that became flesh and dwelt among the people. John 1.14. John 1.1. In the beginning was the word and the word was with God and the word was God. And then he sent Jesus as the word to come and walk among the people. So what did she touch? She touched the word of God. She touched the hem of his garment. She touched the hem of the word. That's all she needed. Just the hem of the word. The Bible says all you need is faith as small as a mustard seed. And you shall say to this mountain, be thou removed and cast into the sea. Yeah. That's all you need. Say, brother, I need a great faith big like my house. No. The Bible says as small as a mustard seed. And you can say to that mountain, be thou removed into the sea, and it shall obey your command mm -hmm. by the power and authority of the name of Jesus. Amen. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. And many times, I have written down here, many times, the very thing that you want to receive, the very thing that you want to receive from, you have to touch that very thing. It has to be touched. And that woman knew that she had to touch the hem of Jesus Christ normally in order to receive her miracle. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. And then, third point, she received. Yeah. So everybody say this with me. Point one. Point one. She pressed. She pressed. Point number two. She touched. She touched. And then the third point, she received. She received. You say, brother, I just want to receive. Like I said earlier, there's a command and an instruction that has to be followed in order to get the miracle, in order to get the promise. In order to get the, uh, the manifestation of the word of God. So turn your Bibles to Matthew chapter 21 verse 22. <clears throat> and you can pray for anything. And if you have faith, you will receive it. Mm. KGV. And all things whatsoever ye shall ask in prayer, believing you shall receive. Yep. Whatsoever things, in another verse says, whatsoever things you desire, when you pray, believe that you received it and you shall have them. What did the woman say to herself? If I only could touch the hem of Jesus Christ's garment, I will be made whole. She literally said a prayer within herself and boom, that's exactly what happened. But then she had to follow the instruction and the command. She had to press, she had to touch, and then she received the miracle. I'm telling you, there might be, there might be, I mean, there is something today that you believe in God for. There is something that, you know, you need to see the blessing of God come upon your life, your friend's life, or your family's life. Maybe you're looking for healing. Maybe you're looking for somebody, somebody's uh, financial miracle. Maybe you're looking for, maybe to lay your hands on somebody. Maybe they say six feet distance. Hey, the Bible says, lay your hands upon the, the sick and they shall recover. Maybe, maybe that very thing right there you're looking for. But you need to press in for it. 
You need to do like the woman with the issue of blood did. You need to do what I did. I had to, I had to put my drugs on the side. I had to humble myself and I had to go to the revival and I had to receive the power of the Holy Ghost. I had to receive the power that, that, that was coming from Jesus Christ, just like the woman with the issue of blood. What happened? What happened? Read that, read that verses right at the end. When, when, what happened when she touched, she touched the, the hem of Jesus Christ's garment? What happened? What, what went into her body? The healing power. Okay, hold on. Just who touched me. If I could touch his robe, I would be healed. Immediately the bleeding stopped and she could feel in her body that she had been healed of a terrible condition. Jesus realized at once that healing power had gone out from him. So he turned around in the crowd and asked, who touched me? Which part? Right there, I see. Yeah. So you see her. What, what, what many of us have to do, we have to get the command and instruction on what to do. And then we have to put the demand on the power of God. We have to put the demand on our anointing. That's what the woman did. She went and when she touched the garment of Jesus Christ, what happened? Jesus Christ felt the healing power or he felt the virtue power leave his body. And he turned around to the crowd and he said, who touched me? And they was like, oh, come on, Jesus. There's many people here. Many people, you know, pressing up against you. There's many people that could have touched you. He said, no, somebody touched me. Somebody had a demand on the power of God that is in me. Somebody needed a healing to their body. And that is the person that touched me. And what happened at the end of the story when, 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 the, when the woman came and confessed? And he said, and he said to her, unto her, daughter, thy faith have made thee whole. Go no. in peace. Verse 33. Verse 33. But the woman fearing and tremble, trembling, knowing that what was done in her, came and fell down before him and told him all the truth. And, then and he said unto her, daughter, thy faith had made thee whole. Go in peace and be whole of thy plague. You notice. She came and knelt at his feet and she was trembling and said, it was me that touched your garment. Yeah. And, he, and she didn't have to explain even why she touched his garment. He already knew. Yeah, he knew. And he said unto her, daughter, your fate had made you whole. Go in peace and be whole of thy plague. Look at that. It was so powerful with the woman putting the demand on the power of God that was inside of Jesus. When Jesus spoke back to her, he didn't have to even tell her, what are you here for, woman? What are, what are you, what are you, what's going on? What's wrong with you? Why did you touch my garment? No, he said right there. He said, be whole of thy plague. He immediately knew that the woman was battling with that plague of the issue of blood for 12 years. Yeah. And boom, it was instantly gone. What am I, what am I trying to tell you? I'm trying to tell you there's a, there might be an issue even one year. There might be an issue that you've been battling for five years. Whatever it is, think within yourself. Whatever it is, financial, healing, miracle, anything, something wrong with one of your family members. It is time for you to press in. It is time for you to touch the garment of Jesus Christ. It is time for you to receive your miracle. And when that happens to you, you're able to testify exactly like how we do it. You're able to give this example to somebody else. And by that example that you give to somebody else, they can also call upon the name of Jesus Christ. And their life can be transformed exactly how the woman's life that had the issue of blood for 12 years. And like I said earlier, 
Even if she went to every single doctor, she spent every single dollar that she had, but yet her problem grew worse. Maybe you already did that too. You went to every single lawyer you know. You spent every single dollar that you have in the bank. You went to every physician, but yet at the end, the problem grew worse. I'm telling you right now, if you make a choice today to call upon the name of Jesus, and if you never received him as your Lord and Savior, today is a day. Do not withhold the very thing that is being said to you about receiving Jesus Christ. Because when you do, Jesus Christ's power can come into your life and all your problems can be gone as a faster than your heart can be. Or as fast as you can blink your eye like that, your problems can be eliminated. Just like when I call upon Jesus Christ in 2010, in just a few months, it'll be 10 years ago. That when I call upon Jesus, you know what happened at that moment? When I lift my hands onto the kingdom of heaven by faith, just like that story said, woman, your faith has made you whole. My faith has made me free from crystal methamphetamine. My life has, um, my faith has made me free from crack cocaine, sniffing, smoking, whatever, snorting, whatever you want to call it, growing marijuana, smoking marijuana, drinking alcohol, sleeping around, going to all the bars around the islands. I'm telling you right now, as, a, as one result of me calling upon the name of Jesus, I was able to put a demand on the anointing of God. And that anointing, just like it says in Daniel chapter 11, 32, the anointing came and destroyed the yoke of bondage that was in my life. What was the yoke of bondage? All the addictions that I had. It got destroyed because of the anointing of God. But I had to put a demand on it. I had to do exactly what the, what the man of God was saying. He said, hey... Stand onto your feet. Lift your hands onto the kingdom of God. And shout unto God. What is it that you want gone from your life? Yes. Just like that woman with Israel blood. She had to press through that crowd. She had to come up and touch the hem of Jesus Christ's garment. And she received what she was believing him for. Amen. Same like me. When I stood onto my feet and I lift my hands. I said, God, if you are real. Notice. That's exactly what I said. I can preach that to you even 20 years from now. I'll preach it to you the exact same way and it will not change yeah. because it's a story that transformed my life. And this is a story that I use from the time I got saved to even now. The story never gets old. Every day is brand new to me because you know why? The Bible tells us every day with God, it's, the, it's sweeter than a day before. The Bible talks about also in Proverbs that our, 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 the path of the just is as a bright light that grows brighter. Uh, brighter. brighter brighter and brighter unto the day of the Lord so what am I telling you you some maybe you have to stand onto your feet where you at today yeah in your house I don't care if you're at work if with your friends don't be ashamed of the gospel maybe you have to stand to your feet and I say God if you are real or whatever it is that you feel in your heart to say God if you hear me right now I want this rubbish to be gone from my life and that's what I did I said God if you are real and I want crystal meth gone from my life. I'm telling you, in less than half a second, a lightning bolt struck me from heaven. If you don't believe me, it's a lightning bolt struck me from heaven. Well, the only way I can tell you how it, how it, how it, how it, how it was is you, you take your finger, you lick it, you make it a little wet, and you plunge it right into the, right into the, the power outlet at your house. Or you plunge it into the light socket. That's how that lightning bolt struck me from heaven. And that's why I'm transformed today. And that's why I'm so passionate about the things of God. That's why I'm, 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 I'm so intense like this when I'm preaching to you because of that. That lightning bolt that struck me from heaven and my life is never the same. Because of that lightning bolt striking me from heaven, I was able to I actually confess in my own mouth that I'm never going to college. I'm never even going to... I'm, 
I'm not going to make it in life. And all the way fast forward to going to Bible college, graduated three years with my bachelor's degree because of that lightning bolt striking me from heaven. It changed my life. I was able to meet my beautiful wife there in Bible school, take her back to Hana, Maui, Hawaii, get married up at the cross. And you know what? Just because of that lightning bolt that struck me from heaven, just because of the touch of the master, my life is never the same. Come on. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Today is a day that your life will never be the same. Amen. All you got to do is call upon his name. Amen. Call upon his name. Yes. Don't let anything deviate you or distract you. I'm telling you, many people that are watching right now, they know where I was. They know what I was doing. They know that I, was, I, wasn't, I, wasn't, I wasn't too good. <laughs> Hey, maybe it looked like it was good on the outside. Hey, smiling and all that. But inside, I was tore up from the floor up. I promise you. My heart was wicked. All my internal organs, it felt like it, was, it, felt like it was shutting down. I could have died at any moment. Went to the hospital for, for, for close, close calls of heart attacks from crystal methamphetamine. But I'm telling you, there's a moment that needs to be changed. Amen. And maybe you say, hey, everything is good in my life. Okay, do what the woman with the issue of blood did for somebody else. That's right. Stand or, 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 or pray on their behalf. Seek the kingdom of God first on somebody else's behalf. Yeah. That by you, that's what happened to me. My mom was praying on, on behalf of me. She was already changed. She was already free from drugs. But she was on her face for one year straight crying. I mean praying, not some, Father, if you're out there, come and answer my prayers, Lord. And if it's your will for my son to be healed, you will heal him. No, my mom was praying. A effectual, fervent prayer of a righteous woman of God, a righteous mom of God shall avail it much. She would say, Lord, I know you're powerful, Lord. I know you're real. You come, you come and change my son's life. I'll serve you all the days of my life. Was it some kind of cold, lukewarm, you know, not effectual prayer? It was a powerful prayer. That, that's why I'm here today. That's why I'm here. My mom cried out to God. One year straight on her face. In the room. Privately. By herself. Yeah. And that's why it's happening. Don't, don't, don't be that person that just goes on Facebook comment, oh, pray, but never pray. No, that's not, that's, not the kind of, that's not the kind of born again believers you need to be. That's good. When, you, when you say praying, somebody come on, come on Facebook and post or, or come on uh, Instagram and post, hey, brother, pray for me. This is going on. Oh, praying but do you ever pray i promise you many people don't i don't even waste my time commenting i just say father in jesus mighty name what i i pray according to that issue whatever it is father if there's something somebody needs healing in the name of jesus there's no realm in addition of the spirit wherever they're standing sitting or lying right now that the power of the healing bomb of gilead goes and injects into their body right now Amen. oh yeah you might you might say you're just talking like that because you're on a broadcast no Ask my wife. Ask anybody else who knows me. We don't, we don't, we don't play around with that. Yeah. So if you're that person, you need to give your life to Jesus and, and let that thing go. It's over from, from confidence and praying. No. How's about call him up on the phone and pray for him right now? You, you will be able to tell the difference from a true on fire, Pentecostal, tongue-talking, devil-casting-out believer. Is when you come up to a person like this, face-to-face, Hey, brother, can you pray for me? Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. I'll, I'll keep you on my, my prayer list at home. No, father, not father. 
I say, brother or sister, wherever you're talking to, let's pray right now. And you just pray. Lay hands on them. Father, in the name of Jesus, I thank you for the healing power that's flowing through her body now in Jesus' mighty name. Amen. Just like that. Don't say, hey, brother, I'm praying for you, man. I know you're struggling. No. You actually pray. There's breath coming out of your mouth when you pray. Holy. <laughs> I'm telling you, I'm giving you some real stuff, tongue stuff, stuff that will actually help you. Don't be a howly. That's the word, right? <laughs> Don't be a howly. No breath. No breath. Open your mouth. Hallelujah. Open your mouth and say something. Hallelujah. Amen. So, you know, thank you for coming on today. Is that a prayer? Yeah, I'm going to pray. I'm, thank you for coming on today. Uh, we're going we're gonna to close up in prayer. And we're going to give you an opportunity to call upon the name of Jesus. Yeah. Hallelujah. Go ahead, honey. Pray for the people. Okay, so um, just do as the woman of the issue of blood did. You need to press, you need to touch, and then you will receive the healing. So all of that is like you need, you have a part of it. God used people. You need to do your own part before, <clears throat> you know? So if it's one of you, I want you to say this with me. Believe in your heart and confess with your mouth that Jesus Christ is Lord over your life. Yeah. And then whatever is it that you desire to get out of your life, to be removed, but to, for God to remove it, I actually want you to cry out to him. Be sincere about it. Don't say, God, I want this to be over. And then the moment you're done with your prayer, you go to the exact same thing that you asked the Lord to remove it. It is not worth it. It actually, yeah. it is not. And when you, you need, receive the miracle, please. Serve God for the rest of the days of your life. Yeah. Don't be like many other people. They receive their miracle. They receive the healing. And then they go back to what they used to do. The Bible talks about that. It says, if you once come to know the knowledge of truth and go back to what you used to be before you started serving God, you're actually worse off than you was. Yeah. So don't be that person. I'm just giving you the, 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 what the Bible says. Not what I said. Hey, Fabrice, je vais t'appeler tout à l'heure. So I want you guys to say this with me with your whole heart. Say, Heavenly Father, you are my Lord and my Savior. Come into my heart. Forgive me of my sin. Wash me and cleanse me. I know you die on the cross for my sins and you are coming back again for me. Fill me with the Holy Spirit. Give me a passion for the things of God. I am born again. I am forgiven. I am saved and I am on my way to heaven because I have Jesus Christ in my heart. Hallelujah. You say that prayer. I'm telling you that you are a brand new creature. The old is, is gone you, and the new has begun. Amen? Amen. If you say that prayer, send us a comment. If you need more prayer, let us know.